everybody to another fun-filled episode of the We Are Adult Show brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean Danny. I'm in pre-vacation crisis mode where everything, it just seems like a giant hill of things to do before I'm allowed the beautiful bliss of vacation starting. <laughs> well, that, that's what happens when you uh, have a job where you have actual real responsibilities. Nothing to do with work. Oh. <laughs> haven't started packing, haven't started cleaning the house. Still gotta go get hey. <laughs> hey. hey. Ugh. But somehow I found time to sit here and talk with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like after the show, it's going to be like throw bedding in the washer, go do the dishes, start vacuuming. Ah! You're going to go visit Fajor? Fajor, yes. I'll be uh, visiting for... What's up? How long are you going to be out there for? A week. A week? Yeah. By the time everybody hears this, I'll already be back in Jersey, so you can't fucking steal my shit. <laughs> Joke's on you, fuckers. <laughs> I've got no shit to steal. <laughs> unless, unless you're into waifus. <laughs> leave, my, leave my waifus alone. Leave my waifus alone. I have a computer full of We Are Adult Show episodes. I think that brings the value down on the computer. It's like a... Um, I thought it was illegal to set booby traps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh. oh man. So, you know, have you ever think you're having the most embarrassing, awkward day, Sean? At least, just remember, you're not the person that caused a transatlantic flight to uh, do a, re a U turn and head back to the airport of origin because you had explosive diarrhea down the entire length of the plane. <laughs> I saw I saw a video of the aftermath. Oh my god! And there was just a solid brown stripe down the middle of the uh, plane. Kyle, were they really just happened. really hoping like they would get up in the air and then they would excuse themselves? I don't know what they were hoping. Maybe you know, I read the story on Reddit, and it, which led me to look at the Amazon reviews for the sugar-free gummy bears the haribo gummy bears <laughs> caution may make you shit your pants <laughs> yes because basically if you eat too many of them it becomes a laxative <laughs> had you heard that before mm -mm. No, no because I, the, like the story on reddit was told from the point of view of a person that basically like they're sitting on the plane and in the middle seat was a kid and next to them was the kid's mom and stuff and the guy was bought them and he was munching on them and then the kid was kind of eyeballing it and so he asked the mom he's like yeah is it cool if i give him some and the mom's like yeah sure and so they're you know chowing down him and the kid and the next thing you know he says he wakes up in like just absolute agony in his stomach oh. and he looks over and like the parent the mom and the kid is gone but there's like a brown puddle in the kid's seat and just a oh. a row of uh, a streak of brown heading towards the bathroom and oh so it was like a kid that did it it was well, no, no. This oh. was a different story. Oh, geez. The one that were allowed, it was an adult, but the the gummy bears, the yeah. tale of caution. Oh, <laughs> it was like an adult and a kid. He oh, was, boy. you know, no good deed goes unpunished. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the Amazon reviews are the best. People are like, yes, I needed to cleanse my colon or trying to make <laughs> weight or... Oh my god, that's terrible. Terrible! <laughs> uh, speaking oh. of liquid gold, Sean, what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking a sour ale. So this is out of order from what's it called? Where the fuck is it? Ah, where's the brew? I just looked at it. God damn it. Rar, rar brew. Rar? Yeah. R-A-R okay. brew. Okay. It looked like Duclaw. Uh, the fuck. writing on it. As I spill on myself trying to fucking look at the shit. <laughs> See, if you, if you were like a, a civilized human being, you would put it in a glass and you wouldn't have to worry about it pouring out of the can as you looked at the can. <laughs> oh, it's brewed in uh, Cambridge, uh, Maryland. It is an American sour brewed with a ton of banana, mango, lime, hint of mint, and lactose because my dad's trying to give me the diabetes for all his fucking sours. <laughs> Whatever happened to an old classic sour without lactose? <laughs> Back in my day, we just had cherry, tart cherry to balance out the sourness. Not all this marshmallow. It says, Han definitely shot first. Please keep refrigerated at all times. Cans at room temperature could ferment. So luckily it didn't explode on the way to my house. When it magically teleported here. <laughs> magically. No federal laws violated. No terms of service were broken. Mm -hmm. So real quick. Uh, so I was like. I thought Duclaw was also in is like somewhere around there and is also in Maryland. Yeah. But apparently Duclaw Brewing was purchased by River Horse Brewing Company. Oh, I did not have know that. Had, have you had any other beers? River Horse is the Jersey one, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. I did not realize that they bought Duclaw. I was I think I was up there like months ago. But yeah, it's uh oh. it's not it's a it's a bit of a hike uh from here. Yeah, in in June this year. So yeah. it wasn't that long ago. Yes. Just a couple months ago. Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, they started, um, they did that, so. So maybe, I wonder if they sold off some of the recipes, because I, I could have swore that out of order was uh, Duclaw Brewing. It looked like their can art. Yeah, it kind of does. The same one as the, the unicorn parts or whatever one that they had with the glitter <laughs> in it. Yeah. Similar font and similar art style. Mm -hmm. unless, they, unless they're just uh, saving money and hiring the same artist. Yeah, my hand feels like, like sticky now from the spillage. <laughs> I mean, you were a teenage boy once, so it's not the first time. I was a teenage anarchist. Da 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 da. How I do a commercial break in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> do you remember? When we were young and we wanted to set the world on fire. Hey -o. Welcome back. <laughs> Probably heard some amazing commercials or some wonderful music during that or just made it seem like no time passed at all. <laughs> I was actually uh, randomly listening to that band. I Why I can't escape it, their name escapes my head. Mr. Mad, 
Magic Man, do you know, remember? Yeah, I remember, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like, and then we were like listening to um, Rash Unreal. Oh, against, it's, it's against me now, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. So I was just like, I remember this song. Woo! Dude, I remember yeah, during Rock Band, dude, I just like sing Thrash on Wheel without even the music or without the uh, like reading the lyrics. I would just go. I could probably do it's that if if I ever went to a karaoke bar, I could probably do Thrash on Wheel. Not that it would sound good, but at least I would know the words pretty well. Or like the um, the questions where it's like, what's one song? You know, if you're either offered a million dollars or if there was like a gun to your head, what song could you sing? word for word and not make any mistakes i'd be pretty close i'd probably still get shot but at least they would be like that's a pretty good that was a pretty good try but 98 percent isn't 100 <laughs> percent so i don't know um it's 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 pretty sweet it is it is very sweet um like so I, a, a pastry sour is what the kids are calling those like pastry stouts yeah it is definitely a sweet sour so if that is not your thing do not drink the beer it is very citrusy as well so i definitely get a lot of the mango and lime i don't know if i'm getting banana but 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 banana phone banana phone the banana phone rings mm. like a half a whiteson <laughs> That's like a half a Whiteson flavor is a banana. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I can't get the banana. I'm getting very citrusy. I could definitely tell, like the mango and the lime, because it's just got that flavor, and then it obviously getting like shot with some nice sweetness in there. So that's probably like the fruit with the lactose in there, um, really playing it up. So. It's not bad. It's not bad, but I definitely wouldn't, like, drink both of these at, like, one time. Like, this is definitely, like, you know, you want more of a dessert beer and just to chill and relax. This is not something you're, like, going to town on or anything. You're like, I want I want a beer, but I also want something sweet and fruity. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you popped out a so wait, pretty big pop. What? Which real one? quick, though. Um. Do you like mango in general? I do like mango. Like, um, I really like eating like mango chili, like the dry, like the dried mango chili. Oh. Like that's like yeah. one of my favorite like little snacks to eat. But I do typically look for mango and citrus, like ices, and you know those different like artificial drinks and stuff. And like I have like a uh, lm lmnt is like a like a um, salt beverage packet company that I that okay. we really like, and I really like the uh, like the grapefruit one. Like grapefruit's like another flavor like I typically like. Red Bull, please bring back the grapefruit Red Bull from Summer Edition like four years ago. Please stop bringing your shitty Red Bull here. <laughs> They're shitty. You you made watermelon that was really good, but the rest of the summer ones shitty. That coconut one tasted like I was drinking uh, sunscreen lotion. Oh, coconut's <laughs> the worst. No, like that's the only thing I think that's worse than mango. 
like generally I'll only consume mango in the dry chili mango form. Gotcha. Or after a meal at a Thai restaurant, you get the sticky rice and mango. Yeah. You don't really like you, mango I, though? No. I did not, not realize. So if if I was drinking that beer, I think that would pretty much be the only flavor that I would detect. You would like hyper focus on it. Yes, I would be like, oh, there's mango in this, isn't it? And the only thing worse than uh, mango and beer is, like, papaya. <laughs> so that really overpowers the flavor of the beer. That's too But grapefruit's funny. pretty good. I do, yeah, I definitely like, um, I do, I definitely like um, grapefruit. I think, expect like, grapefruit, like, in an IPA is pretty chill, easy to drink. But I think most citruses are. So, like, a mango pale ale is pretty good. You know, because, like, I think the hopness, like, keeps, like, the citrus and the sweetness, like, all together. Keeps it, like, all having fun. So Yeah, because there's, like, a brewery down in Temecula, Garage Brewing. And, like, one of their uh, more popular offerings is their Mango Habanero IPA. Mm. See, I just don't know how. I, I can't have it, like, that spicy. So... Like, I, I don't like to drink liquid fire. <laughs> Your sensitive white person, Tum Tum, can't handle the heat? No, it's just it's not enjoyable. Like, I want, like, spicy tacos, not, like, a spicy beer. Why not both? To... <laughs> well, I was going to say you want the beer to cool down the spicy from the, the yeah. tacos. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I still have a hard time, like, drinking beer and eating food. Like, I'd rather have, like, water or soda when I eat food versus um, beer. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Getting I'm... over a little bit. It depends on the style, like Pilsners and stuff I can drink with. Yeah. Something light and relatively clear. Yeah, I need something like I could wash. Looking for like a food wash. So yes. But that's why I like water with like uh like I have like a beverage, like I drink the whole night. And then like I drink water to like stay hydrated to like help with the like the salt content of the food. Right. So Makes sense. Yes. Unless you're getting like a bunch of like finger foods and that's fun with beer. Yeah. I don't know. I just gobble the food down and then I wash water and then I go back to drinking my beer. <laughs> uh, what do you got, man? You got something nice and golden in your glass. When a big so you got a lot to drink. To, uh... <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I'd gone to uh monkish semi recently in mm. Anaheim. They had their original uh Corn's location, and they opened up a spot in Anaheim right by the packing district. Mm -hmm. And so I went by there because it was when I went to Villains, and uh, I'm like, I want to go to Unsung, and then I'll hit up Villains and then go check out Monkish. Yeah. And so, uh, like, the problem is, is like Monkish, they uh, started off basically making like Saison's and Belgian beers, hence the name. They're not monks, <laughs> they're Monkish. Monk-ish. <laughs> yes. And so, like, famously, like, the owner slash brewer at one point was even like, fuck you, we're not making IPAs, that's not our thing, we're going to stick in our own lane. Yeah. And then they realized, well, maybe maybe we should start making these IPAs because that's what people are coming in asking about, and we're just saying no to their money. Yes. And if we make the IPAs that they like, then they'll give us money, and then we can take that money and make the beers that we want. And so they became basically the West Coast hype brewery, the focus point for the West Coast of the New England IPAs. Gotcha. 
to the point where like on their social media posts they would have like instructions on where to park mm -hmm. like the earliest you can line up before um the release of the beer like if the beer released it 3 p.m. It's like well, nobody can get in line before noon. Mm -hmm. Don't park over here. Don't park over there. You'll get ticketed or you'll get towed. Make sure you park generally in this area or these other areas where you're going to have to walk. Um, mm -hmm. And so one time we ended up going there and it just happened to be the same day as a beer release. And there were people like walking out with cases like on like dollies, cases, throwing them in the back of their car. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're not drinking any of that, are you? You're trying to trade it or sell it to people back east, maybe trying to get some other half or one of the East Coast New England IPA brewery beers. And it's like, I want to flip my beer. It's like, I'm going to flip my beer for, it's a fun hobby. I'm beer. Exactly. I want to flip my beer for the same beer from a different brewery. Mm -hmm. So we went in there and they had some uh, like sours and stuff on tap, but they had one in bottle that they did not have on tap that I wanted to try. It's called Other Loves. It's got the little like thing you would etch in the tree with the heart, <laughs> the arrow through it, and then you know. Yeah. It is a Saison brewed and naturally fermented on spent nectarines. Saison yeast. I don't yeah. know what they mean necessarily by spent nectarines. Like is that like already been chewed? Like somebody ate them and then spit them out, or <laughs> do they do a whole bunch of like exercises in aerobic and they're just tired and they're just spent? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh. So it's got a nice, like, bubbly effervescence. Mm -hmm. It's not quite full, like, champagne or for, you know, the uh, classy kids, Martinelli's sparkling, but it's definitely, like, more, almost more fizzy than it is uh, carbonated. Yeah. Um, it's got just, like, a slight uh, hint of the fruit. I mean, you can tell, it's like, oh, there's yeah, there's there's fruit on there, but it's not it's not fruit flavored. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely uh, you can tell it contains fruit. Yeah, does that make sense? It's not overpowering mm -hmm. the 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 yeast and the saisoniness of it. Oh man, this is actually a really good beer. Yeah, got it. I'm like when I open it up, I'm like I might have to drain. I'm gonna probably end up drain pouring a bunch of this, not finishing it because <laughs> it's probably gonna be too sour or too something. Too too saisony. Too saison-y, too sour. Yeah. You know, after letting that last that last week that one sit and drinking it after as the show was going on, it had that Germany yeast, that German yeast flavor that neither of us like. Yeah. Oh, the Belgian yeast taste. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I can't do that. Like that's it, no, I, I I hyper focus on Belgian yeast when it's in there. Yes. And so I was kind of worried it would either have that flavor or it would be. Uh, uh, too uh, like heartburny sour, mm -hmm. but I had faith in Henry at Monkish that he could make an excellent beer, and my faith was uh has been paid off. Yeah, I will finish this bottle, and I will be happy to do so. Woo! What was the ABV on it? Are you getting drunk? Uh, no, it's only five and a half. It's not bad. You'll be good. You'll be chill. I mean, it's a seven. It's a seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle, though, so it's like two or three beers in one. Yeah. <laughs> three or four beers in one. Yes. Um, so, did you hear about this bar in Wisconsin that made and won the best bet of the season so far already, Sean? I don't think any 
sports ball bet we'll top that this season for the <laughs> footballs um i know there was one where every time the uh jets lose they are going to uh everybody gets like free beer or free right drink so or yes so it was um for the monday night football game they had if the jets lost they would pay your bar tab oh boy and so Brett Favre, you know, comes running in carrying the American flag like a hero. <laughs> four pa- four plays later, down with the torn Achilles. Yeah. Right. I saw a guy, a screenshot of the worst fantasy football loss ever, real quick. Side note. The guy lost by 0. 0.06 of a point. Oh, geez. With Aaron Rodgers as the starting quarterback. <laughs> like he didn't even need to score. He didn't even need to score one point. Literally. 0.50 to 0.56 was the margin of victory. Oh my god! <laughs> like if he would have gained one yard, he would have won. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so when Aaron Rodgers went down, all the people at the bar were like, "Well, fuck that! This is ours!" And they started racking up huge tabs. Oh jeez. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a the Bills were. Supposed to be like one of the top two or three teams out of the AFC to make the Super Bowl. Yep. And you know the Jets last season didn't even make the playoffs with the team that they had. Hmm. So they're like, no Aaron Rodgers. Yep. They're not winning. Yep. And then they came back and won in overtime. <laughs> and they made all their bitches pay. The best is like watching the closed circuit camera from the bar security. Yeah. Of all the people like on their phones trying to make sure that they have enough money in their account to pay their tab or (laughs) just looking all like super sad and defeated or like stressed out because they're probably ordering top shelf shelf shit like oh geez Jack and Coke, give me the you know, Eagle Rare or the Blantons or Hey man. It just (laughs) you gotta be if you're gonna bet, you better be willing to pay the price. <laughs> exactly. Don't you ever bet what you can't pay. Yeah, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. But that was, it was a sort of thing, right? Yeah. Stranger than oh, fiction, man. man. Stranger than fiction. Crazy. So, earlier we were talking about spicy things, Sean. They they uh voluntarily pulled the one chip challenge product off the shelves. Too many people with upset tummies. Nope. What? One 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 uh one fourteen year old kid did it and then died. Oh my god. Like a few hours later. Wow. Like he did it and you know, because the whole point of the challenge is you eat the chip and see how long you can see you can go the longest without uh or how long you can go without taking anything to drink or anything to mm-hmm. cool down the heat. And so they're saying that like he went a while without drinking anything. And he like went to school and was complaining he had upset stomach and stuff. And so he went home early and then his mom went to check on him later and he was in his room dead. Jesus. Yeah. So apparently uh, it's a good thing uh, the one chip challenge isn't protected by the constitution because you'd have people out there fighting over it. One kid <laughs> dies. Oh boy. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So he, it just fucked up his stomach that bad, huh? Did something. They, they said they're going to do an autopsy and look into like the actual cause of death. Yeah. Which I'm sure, you know, the mom's kind of hoping they're like, either it's undetermined or we don't know because then she could probably sue the company. Yeah. As opposed to like he had this already existing condition that the spiciness affected yeah. somehow. Yeah. 
But it was not the fault of the chip company. Yeah. <laughs> recall, recall, oh, recall. So they had this amazing rock and roll concert festival lined up this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Yeah. Like the the headliners, like everybody was insane. There was like 150 bands. I sent the, the uh, picture of it to my niece and she's like, I want to see like all of these bands. And you're like, like that's too damn bad. <laughs> and the ticket prices weren't that bad. Right. And so, but apparently they canceled day one because they claimed weather and like rain came through and winds and stuff and kind of messed up the campgrounds a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they were already kind of reporting that there was issues, like not enough um, food and stuff for people to get and not enough water. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and so then the next day they canceled again, claiming that it was um, also because of weather. Yeah. But they didn't, but they didn't have parking on site. Like you had to shuttle your way in. Yeah. And so it was like a three, like people were saying it was like a four hour wait for some people to get on the shuttle buses to leave after they canceled it Friday. And then Saturday they said that they brought everyone up, everyone got on the shuttle and then they're like, wait, we might not do this. So they unloaded all the shuttles that were full and then had everybody wait around for like two hours and they had got them back on the shuttles. Oh my God. And people were saying that weather isn't the whole story that a lot of the staff basically just walked off because they had because they're basically living on site mm-hmm. um and there was really no food for them to eat and they had nowhere for them to like shower oh my god what the fuck and so they just basically like quit like left in droves mm-hmm. um one of the bands that was playing like they were walking around the festival grounds on instagram live mm-hmm. and like it was like partly cloudy yeah and they're like oh man it's an amazing day. It's an amazing day. It would be an amazing day to see a concert, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> only there was a way we could see a concert. Oh, my God. And so a lot of the bands, you know, pulled out, you know, because of the, being canceled and stuff. But some bands performed uh, on Saturday, at least, like Slipknot Headline. They did their performance. Yeah. Like one, at least one of the stages went on. Um, but then um, some of the other bands, like Papa Roach was supposed to play. Um, taking back Sunday, I think they were on on it. There was some that like basically went out to the parking lot on a stage with acoustic guitars and did like a little acoustic set. Like oh, like and, oh, or, like down where the shuttles like were picking up people. Yes. Oh my god. And there was like a huge crowd there. Yeah. And people were saying that like if you weren't within like a hundred feet of the stage, you couldn't hear anything anyways. So you could just yeah, watch it's them co- play. yeah, it's, it's acoustic. Yeah. yeah. But then they're like kind of getting mad at the bands. Like, well, they should have brought their electric stuff down there and it's like no nah, man that was just like a token of like hey hey sorry this fucked point, up. yeah sorry this company's fucking stupid right like we can't do anything about it but <laughs> here's, like really but here's here's something a minor token for some people yeah oh, you man, know dude, that's so ridiculous and um i was reading that this is the second time they tried to do this festival and apparently the first time was pre-covid yeah that it was also a shit show, but people are hoping that it's like, well, maybe they some learned. time and experience they've learned. Dude, I will go run this fucking festival, man. It can't be that fucking difficult. <laughs> the first step would be to make sure your uh, employees are taken care of, because then if your employees are taken care of, then that they'll take care of stuff for you. Yeah, too. seriously. Like, if you're fucking trying to... People are living there just like... Yeah, it's so stupid. Let them let them give 
give them food and let them wash their asses. Yeah. Unless they're unless they're um not gay, then they don't want to wash their ass or wipe their ass because that's pretty that's pretty gay. <laughs> Jeez. So I guess you're never gonna take her to uh, Blue Ridge Rock Fest. No. <laughs> they get their shit together. But yeah, I'm not gonna camp at it anymore. Or and I'm definitely not gonna sit in a shuttle flying for three hours. <laughs> sit on a bus. Oh my god. <laughs> were they just expecting all these campers to bring their own food? I'm guessing they were. I know. So and I keep hearing like every place that's a festival that has campsites, mm-hmm. the mess left behind is the worst. Yeah, like people will go to like you know Walmart or whatever and buy yeah. like the cheapest tent they can and just leave it there. Yeah, oh, or I bikes, mean, especially yeah. like Burning Man. Like they'll buy bikes to ride around the, the the grounds and then just so people will go after and just gather everything up that's reusable and like come back the next year and sell it to people again. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, that- that's the bike that I rode last year. Yeah, so, you you want it wanna, for twenty bucks. Want to ride it again? <laughs> want to ride it again for fifty bucks? Twenty, you know, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so I watched a couple movies, Sean. I watched the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie. I heard that was pretty with... good. It. It was a decent like adventure movie. Hmm. Like it had Chris Chris Pine, you know, played the bard, the talky guy, you know, not really effective in combat, but you know, good at planning. And of course, Michelle Rodriguez played the the tough girl, the muscle. Yeah. Urgh. And so then, like, they had a wizard that was basically, uh, you know, kind of pow- like kind of weak. Then of course, you know, at his moment of uh, realization to bond with his magic, and he got super powerful. <laughs> as as he leveled up. Oh, like which was one of the few, I guess, D and D mechanics that they had in the game in the yeah. movie. I leveled up, and uh, you know, Hugh Grant was in it as well. Yeah. Um. But basically, it wasn't. It could have been any kind of just average like adventure movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of had to go, um, get a piece like a a a piece of equipment. And you know when they're trying to go get it, um, you know they're being they're being chased after by people that want it as well. Um, and but it wasn't until like the final kind of end of the movie, where it even remotely felt like Dungeons and Dragons. And that was just some weird Coliseum game where they had different parties that were set loose in this room with like a maze that would reset itself every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And they would have like animals from D and D, like chasing them. And then, like, randomly, there'd be treasure chests. And as soon as I saw the first treasure chest, I'm like, oh, you're going to at least have one mimic scene, right? <laughs> yeah. And that was exactly what they had. They had one mimic scene. <laughs> like, okay, at least they acknowledged that. <laughs> but it was a very, like, generic D&D movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it just, like, the classes they had and the mimic stuff and maybe some of the artifacts and equipment yeah. that they had in the mo- in the game. But other than that, like, it could. It's like when they make Monopoly, and then just basically print a new board for yeah. a different property, but mm-hmm. it's still Monopoly. <laughs> uh, but it was pretty good. Like Chris Pine was really good. Um, it had a you know reading reviews on on Netflix. I mean, people were like very predictable ending, very predict, and it's like no fucking shit. Like, did you think they were gonna 
change Failed the genre of this movie. <laughs> right, fail the quest or just change the genre. Like, oh my god, I did not see that coming in this licensed, you know, produced by the people that make the licensed product movie. <laughs> um, wow. But then I watched, oddly enough, I didn't realize this until like watching the second movie that I themed out my two movies this week without meaning to. <laughs> so I watched The Gentleman, mm-hmm. the Guy Ritchie movie. Um, did you ever, did you ever watch any of the Guy Ritchie movies? No, no, not really. He's basically like London's Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh, got you. So like fast talking action gangster movies. Got you. Got that was you. the one, I can't remember the name of it. Snatch, I think it is. With, yeah. Where Brad Pitt plays like the Irish boxer that nobody understands and that's like the whole plot of the like point of the movie <laughs> to the point where like even if you watch the movie with subtitles on they don't subtitle even what he's saying because you're not supposed to understand what he's saying <laughs> um so this one as a matthew mcconaughey as like a american that went to england got a scholarship at oxford and basically decided to you know instead of going to school start selling weed and built up a criminal empire Gotcha. And he has Charlie, I want to say Hoonan, the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy, right, as right. his like right hand man, gotcha. the main, the main guy that took over the gang after Ron. Per- it was like Ron Perlman's son that d- after he died he took over the gang. Yeah. Um. You know, and then Hugh Grant plays an investigative journalist. Oh. And so the way this story is told is basically like Charlie Hoonan's character comes home and he's getting ready to like make himself something and all of a sudden you hear like a tingling of like ice in a glass and he turns on the light and Hugh Grant's there and he's trying to bribe Matthew McConaughey for before he hands over like what he knows to the newspaper. Yeah. And so the way they tell the story is basically Hugh Grant narrating what he knows. Gotcha. And then so they'll come back every once in a while to the two of them. Like there's a scene, like a little bit after a while, he's like, "Hey, feeling a bit heckish. Do you have any?" Oh, they're outside because he wanted to go smoke, and he's like, "Outside, no, not inside." And so we go outside, and he's like, "Oh, is this a barbecue? Like a tabletop? You know, it's like a yeah. fancy smokeless barbecue built into the table." <laughs> he's like, "You got any? You got any steaks?" And so he goes and barbecues him a steak, and then they're talking, and then they go back to the story, and then they come back to them, and so it's going back and forth. Yeah. Um. It's more talky than action, mm-hmm. but like Quentin Tarantino or uh, Guy Ritchie movies, like you're in it for their dialogue. They have a classic, or even Kevin Smith. Yeah, it's like you know how their dialogue goes. The it's like mm-hmm. listening to a like you're a band that you love, and then they come out with a new album, and it's like, oh, this sounds like that band. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, um. You know, a lot of double twists and turns, double crossing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it was a pretty good movie. I like Guy Ritchie movies. Uh, getting near the end, I have until the 29th, and then no more Netflix DVDs. It's counting down the weeks, the days, the final weeks. countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry. You could just stream Netflix like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but not everything's on Netflix. Then I gotta then I have to stream Amazon Prime or Hulu or Max now I think it's called. Max or Boom. Maxi Max. Oh man. But uh we've been playing some video games, Sean. Yep. But mostly you. I have been. I uh I finished uh 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla. So I know I talked about the game before. Um, I'm just gonna just uh, straight up say, shitty, pointless ending. <laughs> the ending was just such a letdown, and it just left it super open to probably the next game, which is frustrating. Um, and so it's it's really dumb. I I I got really annoyed at it. Um, so like in the game, you know, you're you basically you conquer. You end up like conquering all of England and it's just like, well, your job here is done. And then it was like, and then it pops up like the final mission for the, um, for killing like the, the evil organization and you find out who the top person is and you're just like, this is fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> it ends up just being somebody that you probably should have, you didn't really think who it was um but then eventually then like okay it kind of makes sense at the end like why it happened like that but it's just it's still disappointing um like i said in the previous like review way too many side missions that don't make any sense or are worth a lick of time so it just like they just sprinkled in pointless like side quests throughout the game that just were boring um the animal hunts were pretty cool the uh three witches were pretty tough that was pretty fun i, I felt like they just copied god of war on some of that stuff with trying to like find extra mini bosses to, to like throw in the game there's this weird area where you do like a flashback and you're playing as Odin in a different world. And I didn't even, it was, it was so boring. I didn't even bother playing that piece. Like, I didn't even finish like that whole thing. Um, so I'm really glad I bought the game discounted because it, it is not worth the full price. Um, it just seems like they kind of, uh, they've really just rinsed and repeat a lot of the uh assassin creed themes and like even like the external crisis that like the point of what they're doing didn't even get a reasonable conclusion it's super open-ended i even looked to make sure i didn't screw something up and i didn't it's uh -huh. just it's just a very lackluster ending so if you are going to play assassin's creed valhalla Make sure you buy it at a discounted price. <laughs> don't 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 pay for it. Don't pay a bunch of money for it. Um, the gameplay is really fun. Um, it gets kind of boring knocking up stealing from churches after like the third one, but there's some good. There's some fun stories like the uh, like the different like there's different site like the the main story when you're like trying to go through and. Um, conquer england and you're trying to make treaties there's some fun stories in those um i didn't realize that there was like a bad ending with your family but luckily i got the good ending on i luck uh without uh spoiling it so it, there your some of your choices will affect or not affect the storyline <laughs> at the end of the game but not significant enough not to look it up like afterwards like you don't need to replay the whole game it's not like a huge like deal with the differences so okay that's good because like i was playing um wolfenstein 
and there's a lot like like the quests for gathering all the you know bullshit collectibles and stuff but at one point there's a divergence in the story mm-hmm. and if you play if you pick one path you only you have access to some areas but if but not others and the vice versa if you pick gotcha. the other way you get the areas you could so it's like well if you want to get all the trophies on this game then you have to you have to play it twice yeah i think it depends on how fast the game moves and stuff so and how interesting the storylines are so i could say i could see how that could be fun and annoying at the same time um what was i gonna say shoot um no the story the um the gameplay is pretty fun um there's a lot of different armor to get but and leveling up is pretty easy. Oh, but like some of the bullshit like things, there's like offerings. And like one of the offerings was like you need to go catch ten um catfish. And I was like, nah. I'm in a game to murder people. I'm not in a game to go fishing. That's Bass Pro Plus. <laughs> or Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Like fuck that. I'm here to murder. <laughs> So there was a there's definitely like some very annoying things like there's a couple of quick puzzle things that were fun to play, um and whatnot but like it was just overall it was kind of annoying at least like don't make it to where it's like impossible like I did I I hundred percented God of War because it was like easy enough to do well I didn't beat the final Valkyrie boss so but that but she was just fucking tough but the rest of it wasn't like it was like a huge chore to like find the collectibles and stuff you know what i mean like it wasn't really that i only had to look up like one or two like this one i'm just like what the fuck and then there's like hidden chest in the game that you get a treasure map for and you gotta find it i'm like i ain't got time for this shit i was like i got my my raven armor i got my father's axe like i don't need this other bullshit (laughs) i level it up to the max because that's what you could do and then boom you were good so I don't know. Buy it, buy it on discount, because you or Games Pass if you ever comes out there. Yeah, or Game Pass it, because you're gonna play it, and I would just I wouldn't even worry too much about the story missions. Do enough of the side quests to level up to level three forty, so you could fight the last witch. But outside of that, fuck it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, because I finished uh assassin's creed valhalla last weekend i ended up downloading boulders gate 3 speak of uh D. um i've only played it for a couple hours um and i'm super bummed that i probably won't even get to play it until i get back from vacation because i think i'm just not gonna have any time tonight or tomorrow um to play it but um it's an interesting style game so basically so you pick one thing i do like is it is like a traditional um like a real like a realistic game where like when you're in a party you have to make sure you have a balanced like party between like defense offense and stuff like that like you can't just be good at everything so like if you don't bring a thief that knows how to pick locks you'll never be able to pick locks in the game so there's certain elements of that piece that I do like, um, where other games where it's just like, you know, the rogue always knows how to pick locks. So there's a little bit of customization there. There is so much information on 
what race you could be and what perks you could level up and stuff, I could really see why it took so long for people to make their characters outside of being the annoying person that like over customizes their character. Like, you know, they have to find the right shade of color for their hair and they're going to every detail and just like try to custom make their character because I ain't got time for that. So I usually like I do like I find like a I do a default until I generally like it. And then like I might change like the hairstyle and hair color to match like what I'm looking for. And then like I move on like I just like I ain't got time for that. So I did a quick custom on the character, but I'm doing a elf bard character so i get to I get, and i have a crossbow so i do like range damage and heals and buffs and stuff and i have two of my characters are strong female warriors with uh one uh mage guy that as soon as i find a woman uh mage he's getting canned <laughs> it's, it's my harem i'm gonna play it how i want <laughs> well <laughs> Um, there is romances in the game, but obviously I'm not like very far enough in the game to even decide that. Um, a lot of the different choices you pick to like persuade or intimidate someone, you have to, you have a, you have like bonus perks onto it. And then there's a skill check and you have to, the game throws a dice for you. So <laughs> like you don't win, you can't just convince you can't just go into every conversation and just be like and sweet sweet talk your way out of every issue so like you have to do a dice roll so it was funny so like i played so i played the game twice so i played through for about four hours i got two of my character my i got like two of the people killed on accident and I like struggled and I couldn't and I ended up realizing that I wasn't I didn't level up my characters. So like I deleted it and I restarted at like the beginning, like after the intro and I just kind of restarted from there. And um, it's one of, it's definitely one of those turn based games and mechanic games. You really have to kind of watch what to do and kind of take a little bit of spoilers of what's happening. But so that way you have an idea or you're going to stumble along and hopefully you didn't screw yourself too much or you're going to play it and then restart and then, then actually play it well. So, cause it takes in that you have to be like, you got to make sure like your mages are like away from the front line. So they're not getting like tank hit easy. Like you have to, I realize like you don't want, you don't want to group your characters because like if you're if you have a warrior next to you and you try to run away, they're gonna auto hit them and take some damage, and then like the healing and some of the other mechanics are different. Um, one interesting thing is is like if you are if you're like a range like if you're an archer and you're on higher land, it increases your chance of hitting them. But if you're trying to shoot somebody like up on a cliff, your chance is like uh, is lower. So there's like a lot of like weird mechanics into it. Okay. So and that one makes sense actually, kind of realistically. Mm -hmm. As as you know, Star Wars pointed out, the high ground is important. Yes, exactly. Um, I could see people that do not have the patience for turn-based style combat are probably not going to like this. It is a heavy story, too. So there's a lot of different things going on that you can learn from. Um, your choices affect 
the relationship you have with your party. So there's really no, there is right or wrong choices. Well, you could do basically all sorts of different things. Like you have a limitless amount of choices. And depending on who's in your party at the time and when you make that choice, you have people that are going to approve your decision because they agree with it. And then you have other people that are just going to disagree with it because they don't agree with the decision. So, and that'll affect right. your um, relationships and stuff like that. I haven't seen anything like in Dragon Age, um, like when you increase your um, relationship, like they get perk, like uh, benefits and perks from it. Like they're strong, like they end up being like a little bit stronger or something like that. So I haven't seen that because it's too early. So it is a fun game. I really like it. Like I really wish that I had like a week to just sit down and really play this game. But you do need to save often because it's very easy to get yourself killed on accident, not realizing you just walked into like a very hard area that you need to circle around and come back to later. And because of all the different class types, there's so many different ways to like play the game. And you could really kind of make a character that you really want to play as. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm playing, uh, I guess, in theory, a similarish game, but different uh, setting, background, different story setting. Yeah. Um, Bethesda's Starfield. Um, this one, there's a rant on the YouTubes mm -hmm. of this streamer guy, basically like complaining about you know not wanting uh, reality in his games <laughs> and how he wants to get away, he wants to escape, and because um, when you when you're doing your characters, you can decide if you want to be you know male or female but then you can also pick your pronouns oh my god he's so like <laughs> and so he went on this long overly long overly screamy rant about wokeness and pronouns and stuff and it's like then don't play the game or just do it like it's not that big of a deal just pick what you want just move on it has it doesn't matter like, right like if you if you have a if you have a, a a character that is a male and you decide that you want it to be a male then do that how you pick it's 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 a single player game so it's not like you're going to be forced to run into players that like look like a dude and but want to be called she yeah and you're going to have to do it in game you know your character's not going to be like oh look at her over there mm -hmm. you know yes no it's for your own personal whatever yeah it's not that big you know it's just triggered snowflakes of course of course um and the other thing surprisingly for being bethesda is there's some bugs but it's not like the ridiculousness that was like the fallout games <laughs> like, where you had like you know animals spawning in the sky or falling you know yeah. or like so because there's not really many bugs the biggest complaints so far have been like the the gender thing um one of them is Somebody did an article about it too, about the all the NPCs have this like soulless looking smile, <laughs> and, it's, and like they talk about how like when you smile, it affects the muscles in your eyes. But like the characters in the game, <laughs> like nothing, like their eyes look like they're smiling, well, the same whether they're smiling or not. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like friend of the show, Solid, actually sent that article in the group chat, and I replied back. I'm like, I thought that was like the trademark Bethesda smile because I'm pretty sure I remember that, like. Even going back to like Fallout, mm -hmm. you know, three, yeah, like remembering them smiling that way, like that's isn't that the Bethesda smile? 
Is uh, Solid Snack playing the game? No, he's rooting for it to fail, I think, for some reason. I don't know. I think he just has because the it came, Because it came out uh, immediately on the great service that's called uh, Game Pass. Maybe, yes. <laughs> but then... But then the other thing people are complaining about is the uh, fast travel system mm. has a load screen where you sometimes have to wait as long as 10 seconds. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I played the game for a little bit and um, you start off, you know, as a miner. And of course, you know, something happens and then, you know, and yeah. I'm like, so when do I get, to, when's the character creation? Because you're playing for a few minutes. And then um, you find this artifact and you touch it and basically you like get pulled out of the universe and then pulled back into where you are. And the next thing you know, you're like, you're in the hospital and they're like, Oh, you're awake. And they're like, do you remember anything? And then they hold up a mirror and it's like, does this look familiar to you? And then from there, that's how you get the character. Creation does this screen. look familiar to you? Well, yes, it's me. <laughs> I know that person. It's me. <laughs> and so then, um, uh, you know, some they have a buyer for the thing that you found. Yeah. The person shows up on a ship, and of course, pirates come, and so you gotta you have your first battle fending off the pirates. Hey. Um, and then the guy's like, "Well, she's the lady who's running the base, the uh, mine operations." Like, "Well, wait a minute, you're gonna take this person, and you're gonna leave with the pirates? What if they come back?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, you're right. You know what? I'll stay here and help clean up the mess I made, and you and my robot will go to where I'm. I want the people that want to buy this, like the people I." buying it for mm-hmm. and so you know you go out in space on in the ship so there's flying okay. it's relatively easy basic flying mechanics are there like different um, classes have, you could be at some point yes okay i will get there like bigger okay. ships and stuff i guess I somebody finally like the first of the biggest ships have been bought yeah like like in the last couple days well, somebody finally saved i meant like credits. is there like light gunner like heavy gunner like science oh, from tech characters? And stuff? yeah oh yeah no no there's like okay. Super optim. It's like Fallout. Like okay. there's like uh, you can pick your classes and then you can pick like your perks. Okay, gotcha. And different perks have like whether you want you get like speech upgraded speech or lock picking or luck or mm-hmm. uh, merchant stuff. So there's like twelve of those. Yeah. They can pick three out of three does, of those. Does it feel like it's just Fallout in space? Because that's like what everybody keeps yeah. saying. I mean, it's a Bethesda game. Yeah. Yes. It feels like Bethesda in space. Not even Fallout. It feels like Bethesda in space. Gotcha. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but can't the same thing be said about Assassin's Creed or Dragon Age that you brought up earlier? It's just this game in a different location? Mm, yeah, pretty much. I guess so. So, you know, you go up there and there's like a small little battle, basically tutorial system of teaching you how to fly and fight. You get there's cannons and missiles once you get a lock on. You hit, like basically you have to use your like laser cannons to knock their shield down and then fire missiles. Oh, okay, nice. When they don't have any shield to actually do damage because the miss the lasers don't really do much damage. Yeah. But the missiles can't get through the shield. Yeah, true. Um, and so then I'm like, going and I'm like. Uh, so I got, and then like I can see the marker where I have to go, and it's like you can tell it's like super far, yeah, out in space. And I'm sitting there flying and like do the hyper boost, and I'm going and I'm going, and then I just happen to like move the thing over the planet, and it's like, oh, fast travel. I'm like, all right, cool, I'll do that. And so I, that was before I read about the whole people being upset about the mm-hmm. loading screens, and then they're like, well, yeah, if you don't want to fast travel, then you can spend like eight to ten minutes sometimes, like actually like trying to fly there. <laughs> Trying to fly there, yeah, like in real time. 
It took me three hours to get here. I had like five space combats, fucking pirates, right. man, around every corner. As you're, <laughs> as you're flying, you'll get random encounters or NPCs or stuff. Yeah. And so somebody showed like the maps. Like the maps are like incredibly detailed. So much stuff going on. Like mm-hmm. NPCs everywhere, just like fucking throwing missions at you. Yeah. It's. I'm like. I don't know if I want to play this game anymore. It seems overwhelmed. I'm like. I'm already overwhelmed, and I haven't even like cleared like the first mission yet. <laughs> It's all right, bud. We'll give you your Tetris back. <laughs> can I can I just try to find the princess, even though she may be in another castle? <laughs> I only want two buttons, jump and duck. <laughs> I did get sent a uh, from a Nintendo Direct. I guess they announced the game for next year based on Spy Family. Yeah. Oh, nice. And you play as you play as Anya, and it looks like you're just like collecting things, like pictures and stuff. So it looks. Like it could be like the most like made for kids boring game, or I'm hoping that maybe they like in the background while you're like at the aquarium taking pictures of the fish, like your and uh what's this, the guy's name? Yeah. So that's with an L. I don't remember. Uh, but they're like there's like actual spy shit going on and <laughs> Anya like they're like, Well, they don't want her to know, but she knows because she's psychic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she can read their minds, but she, so she's like can't let them know she knows, but she's helping them by like taking yeah. pictures of the people or you know. Yeah, helping them solve the the mystery without helping them solve the mystery, without them knowing kind of a thing. Yeah, stumbling on things. Oh, look what I found! That would be, I think that would be a fun game where you're like trying to act like you're not. Yeah, caught up in the spy world, but you're very much in the middle of it. <laughs> exactly, that's pretty funny. Uh, oh man, but yeah, so far, like I, I'm not very long in Starfield. I've got probably half of what you have in. Got you. Well, at least your first playthrough. Got you. A couple hours in. Gotcha. So, so if you like, but, so if you like the Fallout gameplay and stuff, then you'll probably like Starfield. Yes. If you if you want, if you're like, you know what, if Fallout had a way to fly in space, that would be the perfect game. Interesting. You know what's weird? They have also like, the, yeah. No, go ahead. What's, that, what's weird? I was gonna say they also have like the companion systems, like they developed in the later Fallout games, um, and the same thing like in uh, where you can build like a settlement. And have like people living there and stuff, gotcha. like they did in '76. Gotcha. Okay. I was gonna say the weird thing is, is that I've played Skyrim and Oblivion like multiple times through. I've only beaten like one um, Fallout game. <laughs> like I haven't beat. A, I started, stopped playing Vegas, New Vegas. I think I started and got through a lot of Fallout Four, and I think I beat, beat Fallout Three one time. That's the only one I've beaten as well. But I've literally played Skyrim like through multiple times, Oblivion multiple times. <laughs> so yeah, the, my, the game I did that with was uh, Fable. Mm. Like I beat Fable like yeah. a couple times. It's just weird because it's like the same company, but I just cannot get into Fallout. So I'm hoping that I don't have the same issue with Starfield when I get through. Uh, Boulder Skate 3, because I think Boulder Skate is just super fun, so I'm going to stick with it for a while, and then I'll jump you... on Game Pass and probably pay, uh, play uh, Starfield. What are you playing Baldur's Gate on? Uh, PS5. 5, okay. Yeah. You bought it? Yeah. Like the rich boy you are? Yeah. There's a... a that was, it was just getting so many positive reviews that I was just like... I was like, I'm going to buy it, and if I don't like it, it's probably because I don't like the mechanics of it. It's not, like, going to be a bad game. So, And luckily enough, it's been fun, and I've played enough turn-based games to not be annoyed at the combat. 
yeah i wonder if that that's the people that are complaining where it's like you know that they spend mm-hmm. so long in the t- character tutorial on steam yeah that when they get to the game and don't like it that they can't actually like get a refund because the character creation took so long <laughs> Dude, Which is it, like, well, yeah. if you're going to play the game to possibly return it, just make a generic character. Correct. Go play the game a little bit, and if you like it, then go back and make, like, your actual character. Yeah. Because if you think you're not you're not going to like it, then <laughs> don't make it where you can't get a refund. Or go watch some gameplay on YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. Read a review or two. <laughs> exactly. All right, everybody, that's it for today's show. Thanks for sticking around for another fun-filled episode. Make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, Untapped, and all those other magical places. Yeah, yeah. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. Later.